Everybody and welcome into a special edition for Topia Fantasy Fire and Ice. I'm your host, Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. And it is one of those days where we get to do what we like to do the most in this fantasy sports industry, and that is get on the clock with 11 of our homies, friends, competitors, and compete in a live draft. Welcome to the 2023 Fantasy Basketball Live Draft Show right here on Sportstopia. We are getting ready to participate in a 12-team, nine-category head-to-head fantasy basketball league. 13 rounds of intense on-the-clock action, and we got 12 of the best fantasy basketball players there are out there. Right quick, a quick rundown of the rules. Nine categories, field goal percentage, free throw percentage, three-point shots made, points scored, total rebounds, assists, steals, block shots, and the dreaded turnovers. Rosters consist of a point guard, a shooting guard, a guard position, small forward, power forward, a forward position, two centers, two utility spots, three bench spots that will conduct our 13-round draft. Now, let me tell you some of the participants who will be joining us throughout the course of the program and guys that are in this draft and gals that are in this draft, excuse me. We got your own Jonas Nader from Sportstopia, James Grande from Fantasy Alarm. Noah Rubin will be making his Sportstopia debut. Troy Mehabar of the Knicks Recap. My man, Dr. A, walking fantasy sports Hall of Famer, representing Sportstopia. The big homie from Philadelphia, Dan Titus. Dan may be a little upset up today as Philadelphia Eagles took their first loss of the season. So slow down the parade talk. Renee Miller making her Sportstopia debut. Vaughn Dalzell, the homie from NBC Sports Edge. Steezy, you know him well right here at Sportstopia. And the people that will be joining me first, my man, the K-Train, Ken Kreitz from Rotowire, Terrell Furman from Sportstopia, and Kyle McEwen of Basketball Monster and the host of the Milwaukee Bucks podcast. Gentlemen, the first couple of contestants are on the board or up. Let me give you a quick rundown of where we at so far before we hop in here. Nikola Jokic broke the seals, kicking the draft off, going to the first pick. Then we see Joel Embiid, Shea Gildress, Alexandra, Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic goes number five overall, followed by Tyrese Halliburton and LaMelo Ball. That's where we stand right now. Terrell Furman, T. Sweezy, what's going on, my man? My brother, what's going on with you? How you doing? I am doing well. Here we go. Let me get a little bit of uh, what is your strategy going into this nine category 12 team draft? Well, I mean, my strategy in the first part before I knew that I got blessed by the mock draft guys to have the number one overall pick was I was going guard heavy early. I felt like I could get a lot of production out of the bigs later on in the draft. But when I got, you know, the only time I ever get first overall is a mock draft. Like I never get it in the real draft. Only mock drafts do I get number one overall. So I had to go Jokic. There was no question about that. All right. No doubt about it. Let's get my man Kyle McEwen up here. Kyle, basically the same question, same thing. Uh, 12 team category league head to head. What is your strategy coming into this draft? Obviously, a draft is always a fluid situation. You can't go in here with a set plan, but normally, how do you like to attack these things? 
Uh, in a head-to-head league, I like to focus on the six counting stats and not worry so much about my percentages when I'm looking at my draft. So when I'm plugging in things to basketball, I'm looking at it with the perspective of having both of my percentages punted. <clears throat> and then you can kind of see which players might are going to have more of a focus of their value in those six positive counting stats. And I think in a in a head-to-head matchup from week to week, it's just better to have a a robust number of counting stats available to help mitigate injuries and and uh, quirks in the schedule where some of your better players might be uh, limited in, in games in a given week. So that's kind of my strategy there, and that's one reason. Seven. All right, here we go. K-Train, let's hop in here right quick. Basically, want to get you on the same thoughts category to start the draft. What's going on with you, Ken? Uh, I'm well. Thank you, Corey. Uh, you know, I hate being at the turn this year. I think uh, that 12, 13, 14 range has all these players I don't want, like Kevin Durant, who's going to be in street clothes half the season and uh, <laughs> uh, other types. Uh, so I just went for guys I wanted. Uh, I do worry about percentages. I find that uh, especially free throws seems to get overlooked, though you wouldn't know that from um, uh or uh, no, I did okay on that, but uh, hated getting the turn. Uh, but I enjoy being here on the draft. Thank you for having me, Corey. Hey, you know what? Unless Ken stick right here because I do want to ask and do want to start to go over. You've already made two picks in the draft coming on the turn, like you said. Yeah. Where you prefer not to be at. You went up there uh, with Jaron. You see, here's the thing, right? You talked about Kevin Durant, and when I get into a draft, if I know there's a guy like in the first round, like say for example. Mm-hmm. A Saquon Barkley that I don't want, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm hoping somebody takes that player off the board yeah. so I don't have to make that decision. Is that what happened with you and Kevin Durant just now? I was very happy to see Durant go. Um, has Anthony Davis gone off the board yet? I don't know. I want him off the board. I want Harden out of there. I want Kyrie out of there. I don't want, you know, people don't pay enough attention to games played, and that's my big concern. I want. I don't want any street clothes teams. Hate street clothes. No, I no take doubt. it. I take it you're not the biggest fan of one Kawhi Leonard who is still on the board here. <laughs> I am not, but you know, Mikael Bridges never missed a game in high school, never missed a game in college, hasn't missed a game in the pros. Heck, he even played 83 games last year because of the trade. Most all time. Most all time. There you go. Nobody's <laughs> ever played more games than Mikael Bridges in a season. So yeah, listen, he's only like 18 years old. So Ken, <laughs> check it out, right? Adam. Adam Silver said he wants to have wants the players to have an 82 game mindset, and hopefully that is the case. Let's talk about your first choice. Michael Jordan kept... played four. Michael Jordan played 82 <laughs> games with the Wizards when he was 40 or something. This kids can do it, damn it! And Michael Jordan looking over this draft right now. Nah, but Ken, real talk. Mikael Bridges, is there any room for growth in his game? Yeah, he's only what is he 22, 23? I mean, there's plenty of time to peak. I think Cam Johnson's a little overrated. They're going to lean on him. They will okay. lean on Bridges. Um, you know, they got Cam Thomas to gun off the bench, but I think that'll be in a mini uh, microwave Vinnie Johnson type role. Uh, I, and then, you know, Bridges, always good with steals, always good with blocks. Uh, and I think in this league, he's got Ford and guard eligibility. A lot of upside. A lot of J- Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr., me as a person who league pass guy, big Memphis Grizzlies supporter, I watch a lot of their games, and sometimes I'm like, man, this guy's lethargic. But then last year, I was like, man, son really put it together. Triple J at the back of the first round. You like that right there, huh, your first pick? Mm. Blocks are scarce. Um, 
qualifies at center. This is a two-center league. So uh, I normally wouldn't take Jackson in the first round. Happy to get him in the second round. I know Steve, I know Dr. A is also a big fan. Yeah. Uh, just hope the game counts where I'd like it to be, you know, north of 70. Terrell, you 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 seem like like something was bothering you when I mentioned Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. You you think you oh no, I'm I'm on I'm on the okay. block. I'm on oh, the you're block. on the clock. You worry about that. Well, yeah. okay, well, let me get let me get let me get Kyle over here then. You focus on your draft pick. And let's talk about Kyle. You get in here and let me holler at your and look at your start. LaMelo Ball and Anthony Edwards, two players from the same draft class. How you like that start? I, I love it. They're the two guys who are essentially the first options on their team. And there's upside for both of them to continue to do more just through natural growth or if uh, if their coaches want to feed them, feed them the ball more. We know that Steve Clifford's pumping a, a bunch of minutes, willing to pump a bunch of minutes into LaMelo. Uh, they're trying to speed up the pace with him again. So it's just there's so much to like about LaMelo, his overall game. And and same for Anthony Edwards. We saw a lot of defensive potential shine through in the playoffs last year. And and even at the uh, FIBA World Cup, so my hope is that both of these guys outplay their their uh, their draft slot. Let me ask you this: as, as far as as Lamelo goes, what is his injury status coming into the season? Are you comfortable with him? You know, maxing out his games played. Not even because you never know what happens throughout the course of a season, Cal. <laughs> but basically, what I'm asking is: is do you feel like okay at this point, at this moment of this draft? He looks like he's full go to start the season. I mean, he look, he seems healthy right now. I know that the the Hornets are having him wear ankle braces this year to help keep the stability there a little bit more. Um, we'll see if that sticks. I, I guess I, you know, guys get injured and and twisting ankles and stuff like that. It happens. You would hope that maybe he adapts his game in certain ways to potentially avoid that in the future more often. But realistically, the guy was walking backwards and stepped on a a a a, a, a somebody who was just watching the game on the side of the court last year. Like that was one of the injuries that he had. It wasn't during the game, during the play. It was, it was complete, you know, happenstance. So in, in some respects, you got to be able to look at injuries and say, is this a something that's going to linger and continue to be an issue? Or is it just bad luck last year that, that led to all the missed games? And I think in a lot of respects, you can look at Lamelo's situations and say, it's been bad luck in some respects. Ankle brace is much better than an ankle bracelet. That's probably reserved for Mikael Bridges. <laughs> With that being said, Terrell Furman, <laughs> let me get you a couple seconds. Nikola Jokic, Frank Van Fleet, hey. collide with it. Listen, I like Jokic and I like the Jokic playing Fleet start. I don't know what I'm gonna do mm -hmm. with Kawhi it, brother. What's up? Yeah, man. So I, I I just needed more time. And ultimately, the issue with Kawhi Leonard is that, again, is games played. But I can't take away that he affects the game all over. Like he he's even starting to rack up a little bit more assists while he's been dealing with some injuries. Like he's he does it on the defensive end. He it's all over complete game with Kawhi Leonard. It's just Am I getting the games played? And ultimately, if I didn't have Nikola Jokic there, who I feel like is going to play every single game, if not majority of the games, and he's going to give you 110%, then I probably wouldn't have took a Kawhi Leonard there. But because I had the safety valve of a Jokic that I feel like I can get in night in, night out, I thought I could take a chance on Kawhi Leonard. Because if he does play majority of the games, he's probably going to be a lot, well, very, very underdrafted in this league. Yeah, and you know, um, as far as Van Fleet goes, I'm curious your thoughts on Van Fleet. Uh, obviously, mm -hmm. 
him going into a new situation this year with the Houston Rockets. Ima Adoka mm -hmm. taking over there. You know, they're trying to rebuild and get that roster more mature, despite Dylan Brooks being on the roster, which makes the maturity of the uh, level of the team go down a bit. But Aduka, Ime should come in there and get a good job done. Houston, a good traditional basketball city. Van Vliet gets his money. He gets his contract. Mm -hmm. He's a player that I would be looking at talking on a 2-3 turn, to be honest with you. So I like it. What do you think? Yeah, man. And so here is the defense, really, for me. The defense is going to keep him on the court, and he's going to have the ability to stack up those stacks and fill up the bot sheet because he's going to be playing almost 48, 40 minutes a night. Like, they have a bunch of young talent on this team, but a lot of those guys aren't playing defense. So Ime Yudoka, you know him as being kind of this defensive-minded head coach. He's got that Boston defense playing really, really well during his tenure there. And I think that the defensive intensity of a Fred Van Fleet is going to keep him on the court and not get him rele relegated to, you know, one of those veteran roles where you're just kind of building up this younger group. No, he's actually going to be out there and producing for this team. Let me uh, run through a couple of the latest picks right quick. Um, After I mentioned LaMelo Ball going at 1-7, we saw Steph Curry, Giannis, Damian Lillard, Kevin Durant, Jaron Jackson to close out round one with Jaron Jackson. Round two opens with Mikael Bridges, goes Trey Young, Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, Devin Booker, uh, Anthony Edwards, DeMontis Sabonis, Desmond Bain, Desmond Bain, excuse me, Donovan Mitchell, Carl Anthony Towns, Victor Wetmanyana, and Fred Van Fleet. K-Train, let me holler at you right quick. Give me your thoughts on Victor Wetmanyana. Couple plays on this round I want to talk about. But let's, let's, let's I'm, all, I'm, I'm, pick, I'm gonna make my two picks here, Corey. I'm gonna take Nick. Well, let's Black. go on the clock with you. Go ahead. Let's okay, let's go. And I'm taking Jamal Murray. All right. Uh, as for Wemby, I'm just worried about game count. The Spurs aren't playing for this season, they're playing for next season. Every time he sneezes, he's gonna get two days off. Love the highlights, love you know that what he's doing for the NBA. Very excited to see him play, but Popovich has no qualms you know, benching guys for even just to boost his confidence, maybe to avoid a rough uh, outing. And plus, he's one Rick Mahorn bumpus away from breaking <laughs> one of those really long limbs. So, I, 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 you know, would love to get Wemby in the third or fourth round. That's not going to happen in any drafts I'm in. So I'm fine not having not having any manage uh, any ownership. Kyle, let me get you in and back in here right quick before 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 we get on to the next group. And I uh I talked about Wemby. And this second round right here, um, you well, you took Anthony Edwards, right, in, in round two. And the next pick after Edwards was DeMontis Sabonis. Curious your thoughts on Sabonis. Was that a guy that you actually may have considered drafting at that point? And then I see in round three, you took Cade Cunningham. Want to get your thoughts on the young Detroit Pistons player. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not too big on Sabonis in my head-to-head -head leagues a lot of the time, just because a lot of his value comes from his his field goal percentage, and I'm generally looking at things from that more six-category counting stat perspective. Um, so Sabonis just doesn't end up on a lot of my teams. He's a fine pick. He's got tons of things that he's good at. Uh, you love his assists from that center position, but I also I don't like going after centers who aren't getting me blocks either. So. That's a one reason why I generally stay away from Sabonis. If you're punting blocks, though, he's a great guy for, for your situation. As far as Cade Cunningham goes, he's another first option on a team. And the sky is the limit as far as how how much he's going to be able to elevate for fantasy going forward if he improves his efficiency and just stays healthy and gets out there for a bunch of minutes. All right, who am I taking now? After you, after you make your selection... We'll let you guys go ahead and split. Then we can get the next group in here. 
little biscuits. Okay, here we go. Kyle is on the clock. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, remember the Dave Chappelle skit, the racial draft? You know what I'm saying? Tiger <laughs> <laughs> Woods! What? All right, screw it. Uh, Did I hear Kyle people... say biscuits? Was that he his go-to profanity? Biscuits? All right, with that pick right there, Kyle McEwen goes with Paolo Banchero. Small that might be a little early. Yeah, small forward from the Orlando Magic. Big things. A lot of people think big things for the Orlando Magic this year. All right, we can get ready to roll up here and get the next group. While we do that, I want to talk about uh, the latest picks. In round number three, we saw Kawhi Leonard start the round off, followed by James Harden, Bam Adebayo, Pascal Siakam, Chet Holmgren, interesting name I want to touch on, Jimmy Butler, Cade Cunningham, DeJounte Murray, Evan Mobley, Laurie Markinen, Darius Garland. Round three ends with Nicholas Claxton. And who do we have up here next? Oh, it's some of my friends <laughs> and former colleagues, the great Renee Miller, who is making her Sportstopia Day's uh, debut. The homie Vaughn Dalzell from NBC Sports Edge. What's going on, everybody? We're one short, but hopefully they're here shortly. What's up, Vaughn? Hey, I'm doing well today, Corey. Just got back a few minutes ago. Uh, I like my draft so far, and I went to the Waffle House this morning. So nice. you talking about the racial draft. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know what team I got drafted to, Corey. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, so Vaughn, let's run it. Let's run down Team V Money. You start out with Steph Curry, come back with Devin Booker. Uh, then you got DeJounte Murray and then the King LeBron James. So you got, mm -hmm. listen, you got two of the greatest basketball players in all time and Steph Curry and, De and LeBron James. Uh, you yeah. wrap that, you sandwich that with uh, Devin Booker and DeJounte Murray. But you do have two players that are up there in age. You think minutes are going to be yeah. a problem despite, you know, I'm about to say David Stern, excuse me, <laughs> despite Adam Silver saying he wants the players to have an 82-game mentality. Yeah, that's not going to happen with LeBron or Steph Curry. You know, I'll be happy to get these guys at 70 games right now. But I like the way my team is built. I didn't want LeBron. I'll say that up front. I'm one of the biggest LeBron supporters on the planet, but I did not want LeBron in fantasy this season. Um, I wanted De'Aaron Fox, Jalen Brown. Um, and I also looked at Laurie Marketing, but all of them got taken right before me. So it kind of left me with LeBron, Paulo Benquet, or uh, Alperen Sangoon. And uh, someone Why not Sangoon? A lot of people like Sangoon. Yeah, I do too. I think he's going to take a leap. I think he's going to be a double-double type of guy. He's going to get you five or six assists. You know, he's a uh, he's a DeMontis Sabonis Jr. in my book, Corey. Uh, so I do like Sangoon and where he's going. Uh, but, you know, I'm a LeBron guy, so I took LeBron. I'll probably regret that one long term. Renee, do you think I'll regret taking LeBron over Sangoon? It's it's a hard to say that about LeBron, to be honest. But yeah, he's not a player that I want to draft either. <laughs> yeah, <there you laughs> he's go, surprising right? us, though. I mean, I don't want Sangoon. No, right, not, so not, not yet. yet. Uh, Renee, making your Sportstopia debut. Glad to have you with us. Let's Thank take you. a look at your team in the early going. See how you started building this team so far. Uh, with the fourth overall pick, you took Jason Tatum. You came back and took Donovan Mitchell. In round three, Pascal Siakam, and then in round four from the Utah Jazz, uh, you was able to get Walker Kessler. So you got a small forward, a point guard, a power forward, and your first center in Kessler. How you like the way the team is built so far, and, and what's your general strategy in this draft? I'm okay with it. I'm not thrilled. Um, I had three guards lined up ahead of Mitchell, and they went one, two, and three ahead of me. So Mitchell is kind of a default. Uh, selection, but I, I do like Cleveland a lot. I think this is a young team with a lot of potential. Um, so I'm not, I'm not too unhappy. Um, 
Tatum's obviously awesome. Legit, um, yep. I remember I have um well, I think I'm up next. I have nightmares of doing a two center draft years ago and not prioritizing centers enough and spreading <laughs> right, so it in a league we played out. So um, my strategy is to make sure I get too locked up. I'm probably going <laughs> to go, go center again here on my next turn. All right. You go ahead and make that pick on that turn. Vaughn, I want to catch up and talk about some of the players that have been selected already that I kind of had an eye on discussing coming into here. And mm -hmm. I want to start with Anthony Davis. We all know what the talent is. And we also know the nickname Street Clothes. Uh, he goes in the second round of this draft right here. And obviously, he's a second round ADP guy. He can be a legit player. But, I mean, you're really putting a lot of stake with this early draft spot, taking a player who, you know, we know what he's known for. Yeah, I mean, I like Davis in the second round. I think that's the right place to play. And when I look back on who was taken uh, ahead of him, I mean, Mikel Bridges was kind of shocking, surprising to me. Obviously, I think he's a second, third-round type of guy in fantasy, but he gives you mostly points, uh, three-point percentage, you know, good field goal and three-point free throws. But he's going to have the turnovers this season. Um, but Anthony Davis, you know, he's another guy. He's not going to play 82 straight minutes or 82, 82 games, Corey. No. So that's pretty tough. But the second round was surprising. Like Desmond Bain to me. I was going to ask you about Desmond Bain. So a yeah. lot of people very high on Desmond Bain this year. Listen, I'm not going to say that I'm not one of them, but how many categories is Bain really going to help you in? <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing, you know, Jaron Jackson going uh, in the, the 12th pick. That's a great pick. I think he's a much higher slate than Desmond Bain. You tell me Desmond Bain's eight picks behind Jaron Jackson to me. Um, it's pretty crazy and a little bit of an overreaction. I'd rather take Cat, Wemby, Harden, Siakam, Holmgren. Try to take these guys over Desmond Bain. So uh, it's my turn. I'm taking Josh Giddy, Corey, because Josh okay, Giddy. Okay, that's your help. boy. He's, he's going to give you a lot of category helps right here. Points, rebounds, assists, steals, good uh, shooting. So I'm locking up Josh Giddy, and I still have no big men. I hate this. All right. Well, you got to. We'll see. We'll get back to you and see where Vaughn ends up with the big man. I want to bring in my boy Steezy A. Smith right now. Steezy, what's going on with you, good brother? Uh, Steezy, you start the draft off with Shea Gilders, Alexander, SGA, the third overall pick, the first point guard off the board. Then you come back, get your power forward in Carl Anthony Towns. You finish that two three turn with your center and Bam out of bio. You've also added Scotty Bonds, Scotty Bonds, excuse me, and my boy Tyrese Maxey to the team. Give me early thoughts on where you stand uh, about, about a little over the first quarter of the draft. Man, well, first of all, I just want to say what's going on, y'all. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, I feel great. I, I really like where I'm at right now. I, I think um, I'm a little – I think I'm lacking a little bit in the scoring department, but I feel like – Nothing new. Everything new. What was that? <laughs> Nothing new. I'm just playing. Now, go ahead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and that, that one stung a little bit. Um, but I think overall – um, I like guys, you know, that are versatile. They're going to fill up the, the box score. I, I like to think that I got guys, I got a lot of versatility. I got guys that are hungry, that are young, that are going to play, you know, in the majority of these games just because, you know, a lot of the concern with a lot of the top stars is obviously how many games are they going to play. And I know the NBA is kind of, you know, they're, they're getting on players more so about load management and whatnot. But, again, I really like getting those young guys, and I like my start so far. All right, we'll come back and check in. I want to talk to Renee right quick because, Renee, I, I kind of want to ask you, you know, your thoughts on the age gap. Obviously, you know, guys like Steph and LeBron and Damian Lillard and, and James Harden, 
And I guess we can throw Kyrie Irving in there too, but I'll be talking about him later. But some of these older legendary players that have been around, we've seen what they've done. Do you try to, you know, say, okay, let me see if I can continue to latch on to some of these stars? Or are you looking to get some younger players with some more minute upsides? I, I love the question. I think it's, um, I try to have a balance personally, but I, I'm as ageist as it comes in sports. Um, any sport, I'm super ageist and I have to try to kick that out of myself when I'm drafting because I really think, you know, and here I can say I'm a scientist. I keep up with this kind of stuff and people are using different methods to stay healthy and extend the longevity of their careers now. And, you know, they have all the resources to, to do it. And um, I think it's making an impact. I think a lot of players are playing better longer. Um, so I, I'm trying really hard to be mindful of that and um, not, not draft a player just because of his age. Yeah, well, no, that, that, well, that, yep, no, I definitely can get with that. Vaughn, let me ask you this, Vaughn. When it comes to some of the players that changed teams this year, Damian Lillard, Fed Van Fleet comes to mind automatically. James Harden is probably going to be uh, somewhere mm -hmm. different this year. You know, you see um, uh, who else has changed teams? Mainly those a, a couple of guys right there. What do you think of the play? Or Drew Holiday, excuse me, as well. What do you think of Jordan Poole? What do you think of those players that are, um, you know, familiar faces in new places, as they say? Yeah, well, I definitely just drafted one. Uh, I took Bradley Bill, who's now a yeah. Phoenix son. And, uh, you know, without Chris Paul being in Phoenix, the point guard position, there's a lot of assists to be given around there in Phoenix. So a guy like Bradley Bill, Kevin Durant, they should see their assists jump, in my opinion, which makes them more impactful than they've been in previous years, especially Bill, in my opinion. But a lot of the trades that have happened, I like a lot of how they impact them. Obviously, Lillard's still going to get his being a superstar. Those type of players will. Um, but... You know, there's no one in my book that makes me, you know, want to draft them. You know, Jordan Poole's a guy that I didn't want any part of him last year, but he's probably going to average 25 to 30 points per game in Washington. All right, if he gives you decent field goal three-point numbers, he's a good pick. Maybe better an eight-cat rather than nine-cat if you take out uh, turnovers because we know Jordan Poole's going to give it up three or four times a game. Yep. Um, but one guy just to note that I really wanted but got sniped on, Tyrese Maxey. When James Harden leaves Philly, Tyrese Maxey's fancy value skyrockets. So, a round or two early, I think that's a really good reach. Yeah, I'm definitely a big Ty Maxey supporter. Steezy, hop in here right quick. Let me go through some quick picks to get y'all somewhat caught up. Um, We started round four with Jamal Murray. We went Paul George, Jalen Brown, De'Aaron Fox, uh, King James, Paolo Bancaro, Jalen Brunson, Alperin Seguin, excuse me, uh, Walker Kessler, Scotty Barnes, Drew Holiday, DeMar DeRozan, round five starts with Jordan Poole, Miles Turner, Tyrese Maxey, who we just mentioned. And then we saw a whole bunch of shooting guards go off the board and Jalen Williams, Josh Giddy, Zach Levine, OG Ananobi, and then Brandon Ingram. Let's start with Brandon Ingram and his teammate, Steezy. You know which one I'm talking about? The one who's mm -hmm. kind of like myself, Zion Williamson, except, <laughs> I, except for I'm going to be out there getting in the game. We, 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 we don't have that in common, the lack of playing. You know what I'm saying? Because I would try to show up every day. I think one of the ways you be of successful course. is just by showing up. You know what I'm saying? So let me get your thoughts on a couple of those players that we just saw off the board, particularly those New York Pelicans, no, excuse me, New Orleans Pelicans and Ingram and Williamson. Man, so 
obviously the talent is undeniable with the Zion Williamson, but he's been making a lot more headlines off the court than he is on the court. You know, there's a lot going on there, but I kind of think that he's in a make or break type of situation with the New Orleans Pelicans, as is a B.I. Last time I checked, he didn't sign an extension with the Pelicans. And so we don't know what the future holds for the both of these guys. But I think as far as their fantasy value, um, I know it's hard to trust them, but I do think that both are in store for big seasons. Zion, obviously, we don't know how many games he's going to play, but in the games that he is going to play, he's going to contribute. He's going to dominate. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if he averages close to 30. Would you rather have Zion Williamson or Julius Randle? Oh, <laughs> uh, I think, ah, oh, man. Obviously, there's more upside with a Zion. There's more of a floor with Julius Randle. He's going to play more games. Man, honestly, no, I'm, I'm going to go Zion. I'm going to go Zion. I, I do think that, again, this is a make-or-break type of season. And uh, as far as games played, he's probably going to be He's probably going to play a career high, hopefully. And so give me Zion. Vaughn, Corey, same question. Zion or, or, or Randall? You're basically asking, pick your two worst candies for Halloween, and those are your two choices to pick from for fantasy. <laughs> uh, I, I would rather take Randall in most seasons, but I agree with CZ here that this is the make or break year for Zion. If we're taking boomer bust, sixth, seventh, eighth round fantasy player, I'd rather take a shot on Zion. And, and Renee, I'll bring you in. Same question. Then we'll close down this group right here and get ready for the next bunch. Zion or Julius Randle? I take Zion, too. All right. There you go right there. All right. Let's keep. Let's roll up the next group. Let me give you some picks right quick. Um, round six started with Nikola Vucevic, then Julius Randle. Florida State's Devin Vassell. Jeremy Grant, Bradley Beal, Franz Wagner, Anthony Simons could have a new role. Cameron Johnson, Tyus Jones, who also changed locations. Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, Rudy Gobert, Tyler Hero starts round seven. And that's where we stand at right now. And I got two of my, look, I, I come back to this screen and I see two of the most beautiful faces in fantasy basketball. My man, Dan Titus, and the good doctor, Dr. Ray, Steve Alexander. Doc. I just go ahead and let you hop on here. So, Doc, let me break down your team right quick. Where's Dr. A? Luca, Desmond Bain, Chet Holmgren, Alf Perrin, Sushin Goon, Jalen Williams, Cameron Johnson. Doc, clean me up on Alf Perrin's name. And there's been a lot of slander about your boy Desmond Bain. That pick did not go over well with the last group. That's all right. I'm good. I, I tell you what, it's funny that, that uh, people were ripping on Desmond Bain pick because – Looking back on it, at the time when I did it, I was like, man, Wemby ain't getting back to me. I should have taken Wemby or Desmond Bain right there. But I don't need Wemby on every single team I have either. So uh, Desmond Bain's going to ball out, man. Like, no John Morant for 25 games. I, I don't understand all the hate. Uh, I think Bain's going to have a, a big year. So I, looking at my team, I got two centers – Luca fell to me at five. I almost, if SGA was there, I was taking him. I almost took Halliburton. Uh, but, you know, when, when my guy falls to me at five, I got to do it. So I got Luke and Bain and Jalen Williams, the guards. I've got uh, Goon and Holmgren. I reached on Chet a little bit and got two two centers early. Kim Johnson, I love. And you're right on, now, you're on, the, you're on the clock right now. Go ahead. Right now, I am taking, oh, I think my guy just, oh, yeah, I'm taking a, uh, I'm taking super sleepers, 
Come back. Come back clear of the year. Ooh, okay. That's interesting. Why are we doing what 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 is the what, what why we did Andrew why was Andrew Wiggins the pick and who else was the option at that point? Well, he qualifies small forward and power forward. I was also looking at uh, a, another big man who I who shall rename who shall remain nameless yes. until he's off. He's the not. Board. He's not getting back. <laughs> he might, he might. Uh, but I just think Wiggins had such a bad season last year with the personal leave and the injuries, and he 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 blocks, he steals, he threes. And I think Golden State's going to be resting some guys a lot. I, I think Wiggins is going to – I think he's going to be a steal where I got it. All right, there you go, Doc. We'll get back to you in a second. Dan, so far, we've been talking about some of your players too. Uh, you may have the NBA's all bad, you know, some of the most <laughs> – you got some of the NBA uh, people that gets talked about a lot in Kevin Durant and Trey Young. Then you've had Darius Garland, Paul George, Podcast P. We talked about Zion and Julius Randle. You got both of them on your team. I, I heard that conversation. <laughs> I, I'm not feeling too hot about it. But, hey, man, I just – at that point in the draft, I had to get rebounds. And my strategy going into most drafts is to get the guards, um, sure up the assists because those those definitely get scarce as you get on, and then also the points. And I can't lie. Like, every time you're in, like, the that turn on the 11, 12, like, value is going to fall to you. Like, I don't, I don't actively want Paul George ever, but – three position eligibility on Yahoo. I got to scoop it. Um, Zion Williamson, though, like they're as they were saying, Steezy and uh, and Vaughn were saying it's make or break for him. So the way he's looked, he looks like he's healthy. So I got to I got to trust it. And I think good in, a good insurance plan was Julius Randle. Oh, my God. Literally both <laughs> players that I wanted just went Mark Williams and Jalen Duran. Yeah, I was talking That's, about Mark. Oh man, that is. I thought I was gonna be able to scoop them both, and now I got nothing. So now I got. Right gotta... quick, Dan. Let me hop in here while you're on the clock. What they're what they're discussing. We yeah. told you about pick seven one being Tyler Hero. Then we go Markel Fultz, Kyle Kuzma, trouble. Terry Rozier. We heard Doctor A take Andrew Wiggins. Then Tobias Harris goes off Philadelphia 76 A rookie, oh, rookie, hate. excuse me, Scoot Henderson, the Pointland Port guard, goes to Kyle. Then we see the Time Lord Robert Williams. Then Mark Williams goes. Then Jalen Duran of the Detroit Pistons. And then, Dan, you take Brooke Lopez. I want to stay right here with Dan for a couple of things. I want you to ask you about the Brooke Lopez pick, number one. And number two, as a guy who works for Yahoo and probably seen a million of these leagues, is there any tricks, any categories, any strategies that you should employ when you're drafting in a Yahoo fantasy basketball league? Yeah, there's six players that have three position eligibility. Um, I think those are like the kind of the cheat codes because especially in a load management era where people are just going to be randomly missing games, you definitely want to have people that you can plug into various spots. So Paul George, Bruce Brown. Um, you don't have to give up if they're, if they're not off the board yet. You don't have to give their yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 be a little bit deeper. But um, yeah, my thoughts on Brooke Lopez, I wanted Duran and uh, Mark Williams. And obviously I have nothing left. So Brooke Lopez is the next one off the board. Like, I'm not mad at it. I just don't think he's going to have the top 20 season he had last year. But um, obviously not a big rebounder, but he can give you the threes, the blocks, obviously. Um, so I might go another. Yeah, I don't love these picks here. I think I'm going to go Yaka Pirtle here. All right. Um, well, hopefully John Morant, when John Morant gets back, be careful. <laughs> you know, he's doing it on him very violently twice. Um, yeah, I just I have the most uninspiring team, I feel like. But I think that I have guys that will play a lot of games outside of the, the risks, obviously. But, um, yeah, I like what Pirtle can do. He's a passer. 
uh, definitely get you some low end assists for a center spot. So I, I like pairing him with Brooke Lopez there. Well, Noah just took uh, Zach Collins, which was my another sleeper next center. That, <laughs> the only one, one of the only ones left that I wanted. So that my I've got two centers, but you need more than two centers in a two center league, obviously. So it's yep. getting down to nitty gritty with centers right now, Corey. Yeah, no, uh, I, I can see that. Well, you got you coming up. Since you're coming up in the next pick, let me get Dan right here, and then we'll get back to you. Dan, I want to ask you about these point guards in round four. Jamal Murray, De'Aaron Fox, Jalen Brunson, and Drew Holiday. I mean, I love all of those guys. I mean, fourth round is really where you're going to get the – you're going to have to reach for like a Tyrese Maxey to put into that conversation too. Um, but this is like the last point, so if you go big heavy – attack the guard spot in the fourth and fifth rounds because that's when I feel like you're, you're getting the best value that's left on the board. Won't have high-end assists, but definitely get the bucket getters, especially Jordan Poole. He's a guy that could easily uh, be in contention for averaging the most points this year. Um, he could be looking at like 28, 29 points per game. He might even get to 30 because the Washington Wizards are garbage. Um, and it's just really going to be him and Kyle Kuzma chucking up shots. So um, ultimate green light. Love, love Jordan Poole there. Well, what do you think about the New York Jets last night? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, there's always those those letdown games. Trap. You know what I'm saying? There's always the letdown games. But now, shout out to the Jets. You know, they're they're pulling it together. They are. All right. All right. Hey, Doc. Oh, okay, Doc. You took Anyeka Okongwu right oh, down there. The Atlanta, game. Atlanta. The um, excuse me, I'd say the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta um Hawks. basketball team. The Hawks. Yes, there you go. The Atlanta Hawks. And I'm a fan. I'm a Okongwu guy. You know what I'm saying, Doc? I haven't had him in fantasy yet but listen when i'm when i'm sitting up here watching league pass and watching the atlanta hawks I'm, i like his game so what, what was your thought process there clint capella's old uh mm. a young he should get more minutes this year he's got he's got the game if we can get clint capella out of the way a has got the game and uh you know it's early but man this two center thing you, it's sort of like a two quarterback football league you get you know, the value changes when you need two centers instead of one. And middle-of-the-road centers at the middle and end of your draft become much more valuable than they, they are in one center league. So it was uh, all or nothing at that point. I needed a center, and I, I like a Kongu upside. Yeah, it, just go off of that real quick, Dr. A. I think you're spot on with a Kongu, a Kongu because Clint Capella's uh, minutes have gone down each of the last five seasons. So, like, they're they're already ushering in this timeshare, and I would take the younger, more versatile player um, of that timeshare. So I think it's a matter of time. We'll see Clint Capella probably traded at some point this season um, because him and De him and DeAndre Hunter's contracts are ugly, and they got to come off of one of those two, if not both. Hey Dan, I want to ask you about a player that went uh, right after your Brook Lopez pick. And speaking of the Washington Wizards, rim runner Daniel Gafford kind of seen his game kind of improve year after year after year and now possibly on a team that you know has a what 27 28 win total this is a guy that can get a lot of minutes and he has a unique skill set i think he can be a pretty good player yeah he should be the only concern i have about him is that he's only played over 30 minutes in 11 career games out of like over 230 so i don't know what it is maybe it's a motor question but rebounds he's got that locked up blocks he's got that locked up I would like to see a little bit more offensively, but as you said, that front court without Chris Porzingis there, there's like nobody else. So I think Greg Gafford is definitely going to be one of those solid value picks if you miss out on one of the early bigs that you can get, you know, after round eight, uh, probably around round seven, round eight, 
that's a, that's a good target for for uh, Daniel Gafford. Nice, good one right there. What do you think of uh, the, the DC big man, Doc? Uh, who are you talking over here looking at players? Who are you talking about again? Daniel Gafford. My bad. Oh yeah, <clears throat> shot block, shot blocker extraordinaire. I'm losing my voice. Uh, he should have a good season, but you know, I, I kind of feel like we think that about Daniel Gafford every single year, and it's. It never really happens for a full season. Yeah. But like he said, Washington's not very good. And there's guys that may not be good on other teams that are going to go off in, in such a weird environment and a struggling lineup. So Jordan Poole, Daniel Gafford, kind of like it. All right. Um, Doc, I want to talk about some of the recent small forwards that have gone off the board. you got about two picks till you get up. So let me get Dan in here. Talk about some of the small fours that have gone off the board. Cam Johnson, Tobias Harris, Kyle Kuzma, and Chris Middleton. Um, don't like Middleton. He's still struggling to get he's still struggling to get back to 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 playing shape. I mean, he just started doing five on five, I think, last Saturday. Um, he hasn't played in a preseason game. I think that he's gonna be load managed because that knee um has definitely caused him some issues over the last several seasons. So I think they're gonna Kind of, kind of handle him with kick gloves a little bit and let Dame and, and Giannis do their thing. I love Cam Johnson. Um, I think he's going to have a, a really nice role in that Brooklyn offense. Probably should be the number two scorer on that team. Um, the other one you mentioned, Tobias Harris, another uninspiring. Like, yeah. I guess you could call him a value pick, but he's got an expiring contract. If James Harden's moved, his usage will go up. If he still stays there, I think he's still like third or, third or fourth option in that offense. So he, he's good for head-to-head leagues, but – I don't really like him in head-to-head because – I'm sorry, he's really good in head-to-head leagues because of the efficiency, but he's not good for points leagues because his stats aren't going to be that – that not going to be that good. And Kyle Kuzma? Uh, Kuzma's going to be a bucket, though. I, I do like Kuzma. He is going to be a bucket. Yes, he is so going to be a bucket. And he's he actually a sleep, sleeper rebounder, too, and he can also dish it out a little bit. So I actually like Kyle Kuzma more this year than I did last year. You know, I, I used to I, – I, when I whenever I go up there, you know what I'm saying, to go visit and hang out with the kids, you know what I'm saying, the Wizards normally be home on a Friday night, so, I, you know <laughs> – you know me, I'm yeah. so lonely. I just go to the game by myself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and Dan, I tell you what, it was times last year, they'd take a team into the fourth quarter, and I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. They're running the offense through Kyle Kuzma, and this is what Bradley Beal was healthy and on the court. So mm-hmm. they have uh, – Kyle Kuzma is a guy who does get buckets, and and uh, he does get a ton of, of their um, usage in D.C., He's gonna have a thirty percent usage rate. Like he, he legitimately could. Like and, and as you said, like he can average almost four assists. He gets eight rebounds. He's a great player. If you miss it out on scoring to grab in like the the ninth round, I mean not eighth or ninth round, because he's never gonna be that guy that's gonna super. He's not gonna wow you and have this crazy ceiling. But I think his floor is is pretty safe, especially in that Washington situation. All right, um, get Doc back in here right quick to give us a couple final words. But right quick, I'm gonna run down right around uh, eight for you. C.J. McCullum, Jakob Patel, Jakob Patel, Zach Collins, Derek White, Ja Morant, Ben Simmons, Mitchell Robinson, Ayeka Okongwu, Austin Reeves, Kent Capella, Chris Paul, and Chris Middleton. Doc, out of those round eight guards, McCullum, White, Morant, and Simmons, I, I would you got to go Morant, right? Yeah, I was looking at him right there. Uh him and him and Zach Collins were who I was was looking at. So I I would think that's the perfect time to take John Morant and stash him. I know his numbers, his rankings in fantasy are not great, but his counting stats are. 
and uh, you, you get a free John Morant in round eight. Uh, if you can sit on him for that long, that's a long time to sit on him. It's still sometime right before Christmas. But uh, that's about the time you should be thinking about pulling the trigger on John Morant. Yeah, that return date is December 19th versus the New Orleans Pelicans. Dan and Doc, thank you, fellas, a lot. And we'll get the last group up here. We rock on with the draft once again, Sportstopia. Fantasy Basketball Live Draft. This is a 12-team, nine-category league that they're drafting in right now. Uh, those categories are field goal percentage, free throw percentage, three-point shots made, points scored, total rebounds, assists, steals, block shots, and turnovers. We are rostering a point guard, shooting guard, a guard, small forward, power forward, forward, two centers, as Dr. A mentioned, and then you get two utility spots, three bench spots, and this is the NBA, so you need a couple of IL spots. And now let's bring in the fourth and final group, my man Joe Nader, Jonas Nader from Sportstopia, James Grande from Fantasy Alarm, and making his Sportstopia debut, Noah Rubin. Noah, you are making a debut, your debut. So let's put you on the clock first. P.J. Washington, Zach Collins, Jalen Duran, Devin Vassell, O.G. Ananobi, the great, the great Mark Jones Cole, all from the bubble. O.G. Oh my, Jalen Brown, Laurie Markkinen, Anthony Davis, and Damian Lillard. So you know, um, you know, uh, Joe, um, excuse me, Noah, you took the the um the Anthony Davis bullet. Uh, let's let's go ahead and call you to the carpet and see what your thoughts are about this. Yeah, I don't think I've. We wasn't gotten... going to give you an easy debut. We want to know about Anthony Davis right now, on day one. <laughs> of course, I'm not an Anthony Davis guy. I'm not getting him in many drafts, but kind of going earlier in the second rounds where I'm comfortable taking him. I had to pivot a little bit because I wanted to get Trey Young, but then Dan took him for me. I like pairing Trey with Damian Lillard or Lamelo, but Anthony Davis just kind of best player available for me. The games played isn't going to be ideal. I imagine best case scenario is 65 games. And that would be kind of being hopeful. But when he's on the court, he's a top five talent in fantasy basketball. And I have no problem taking that in the second round. And then I just had to make sure I got some other guys that are going to play a lot of games. Let me ask you about those guys that's going to play a lot of games. Who do you anticipate being a guy that you can step in, you know, when Anthony Davis does his street clothes thing? Yeah, I waited to get bigs until legs. I like a lot of the centers that are going later in drafts this year. Jalen Duran and Zach Collins are the two other center eligible guys that I've gotten. Um, both are going to start. Uh, Zach Collins was phenomenal for the Spurs over the final two months of last season. They like him a lot enough to start him at center alongside Wemby. So both those guys are going to have, I think, really good statistical seasons and be able to step up a little bit for when AD isn't able to suit up. All right. There you go right there. We'll come back to you. Uh, James Grande, the real James Grande fantasy alum, welcome to the party. You started off your draft out the nine hole with Giannis Antetokounmpo, then you come back with Kyrie Irving, Evan Mobley, De'Aaron Fox, Zach Levine, Jeremy Grant, Mark Williams, Derek Rice, my man Derek White, excuse me, my man JV Jonas Valanciunas, and then the Portland second year player Shaden Sharp. How you like the way the team come together so far? Um, I like it. Uh, obviously from the start, uh, you know, nine category, I was getting Giannis there. I was pretty, I was hoping LaMelo was going to be there at nine. It seemed like um, everybody was looking for LaMelo. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping LaMelo. Uh, and then I, for a second was like, well, maybe Curry will be there. Uh, cause you know, there's Giannis Curry, but you know, I ended up going Giannis. I'm not complaining about having Giannis and 
the games played could be an issue, but he looks healthy. Currently, uh, Kyrie, I think this is a spot where he could get back to maybe 65 to 70 games. Um, and then I took, you know, I, I like Mobley. I like the blocks. I like uh, a lot that he brings to Cleveland. And I thought De'Aaron Fox in the fourth round was kind of a no-brainer for me there. Um, I didn't go guard heavy, obviously, in the first three rounds. So, uh, you know, after Fox, I didn't see much assist value yeah. uh, outside of Jalen Brunson. So I like the way my draft really started. I was all in also on the big punt, uh, Mark Williams, Jalen Dern. Everyone I wanted went from where I took Williams. I wanted Dern on the way back. I wanted Gafford on the way back, Collins. So that was a, that was a tough stretch for me. Uh, but uh, I like everything else up to this point so far. Yeah, yeah, listen, I, I can't complain. So far, it looks like it's coming together pretty good. Real big De'Aaron Fox guy. I think Kyrie Irving is obviously such yeah. a, such a, you, you know how talented and what kind of player he could be. And then you also know it could be like a, a like a, like, you know, it's going to be a two week vacation mixed in there, you know, just for, you know, for whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I like the extent, like, you know, the contract extension was obviously a good sign, I think. Okay. He doesn't get that if there's not some type of uh, conversation behind the scenes with Cuban and uh, with the management in general. But uh, we know the talent when he's on the floor. We know he fills up every statistical category necessary. Not a big turnover guy either, um, which dings you in, in this nine-category league. So uh, if I do get 70 games from Kyrie, I mean, it's a it's a great spot to draft in there. No doubt. Let me get before we get to uh, Jonas. Let me get you a couple of updates. Let's go through round nine right quick. We saw the round open up with Clay Thompson, followed by Buddy Heal, Wendell Carter Jr., Keegan Murray, Trey Jones, MPJ, Michael Porter Jr., Yusuf Nurkic goes, then John Collins, JV, Jonas Valanciunas, then PJ Washington, Marcus Smart, New Memphis Grizzlies, pick 9 11. Nine, the ninth round closes with Kelvin Johnson. Round 10 opens up with Draymond Green, followed by Jaden McDaniels, Austin Thompson, Shaden Sharp. Then we get a run on point guards. Russell Westbrook, Bruce Brown, Spencer Bowen, DeAnthony Melton, D'Angelo Russell, Benedict Matherin, Herbert Jones, and Josh Hart close out round number 10. B. Portis Jr. rolls up uh, and opens up round 11. Jonas, my man, let's see how you think you have put the team together so far. Coming out of the number two hole, you start with the reigning MVP and Joel Embiid, Embiid excuse me, then we have Victor Webmanana, followed by James Harden, Drew Holiday, Miles Turner, JSJ, Jabari Smith Jr., Markel Fultz, Chris Paul, Buddy Heal, Herb Jones, and your latest selection in round 11, Al Horford. Yep, and I really like my team this year. Joel Embiid, number two, MVP candidate. Sounds like Nick Nurse wants to play him more. That's just a steal at number two. Um, I don't think he threatens Jokic, by the way, but still, number two, very, very clear for me. Um, getting Wemby, um, I used to like his price a lot more. Remember a month ago, yeah. you saw him going round four. Now, if you want him, end of round two, and I did it. You know what I mean? Lived up to the hype in the preseason. Looked incredible. Uh, complete stat profile as well. Then I have James Harden in round three. Might be a bit of a hot take. We don't know what's going to happen with his future, obviously. If he goes to the Clippers, I'm okay with his price. Uh, if he stays in Philly, well, then not so much, right? It's going to be a problem <laughs> if that happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, round four, I didn't like – I didn't fall in love with this pick, Drew Holiday, but 
point guards dry up very, very quick, and he was the best available. So I'm not in love with that pick, but that's the punishment you get for waiting this long for an elite point guard. Uh, round five, I believe I took Miles Turner, and that seems very late for him. Usually you get you see him go end of round three, early round four. Um, I didn't really need blocks, but you can't pass up on Miles Turner in round five, so that just seemed like a best player, best player available situation there. Um, I love Markel Fultz in round six or seven, so I, I'm glad I got him. And here's the preseason uh, stud alert, Jabari Smith Jr. A yep. uh, month ago, you could have grabbed him three rounds cheaper. Now you got to reach for him. He's going like, in now, yep. Yep, so he's taking that next step as a player. I love the, how the Rockets are using him. He's no longer just a stand-in-the-corner kind of guy, right? Um, then I took Buddy Heald, third best three-point shooter in the NBA right now. Like He can almost swing the category by himself. And I believe that's where I left off. Oh, a couple old guys, right? 57-year-old Chris Paul and 58-year-old Al Horford. Very, they're aging very gracefully. They they fill a bunch of holes on the, on the stat sheet. So very happy with that. And then Herb Jones, just an elite steals guy. Very good glue guy for your roster. Yeah, roster came together pretty nicely right there. Um, let me ask you about some more of the things that's taking place in the draft, particularly this round 10 point guard uh, run that we saw with Westbrook, Bruce Brown, Spencer Dinwiddie, DeAnthony Melton, and D'Angelo Russell. What are your thoughts, uh, Jonas, on that grouping right there? Well, I think Doc knew that I was coming up, and that's why he took Melton, because that's usually my sweet spot for grabbing him. A guy that can get you almost a block a game from the point guard position is very, very rare. Only Derek White is in that same category. He's going to lead the league in steals or be up there anyway. Um, I also like Russell. Like, his price compared to what he puts on the stat sheet, obviously he doesn't play in the playoffs, right? He's terrible. He gets benched every single year. But in the regular season, Russell does very well. And getting him, what was it, round 10 or 11 he went? Yeah, round 10, yeah. I believe. That just seems like an absolute steal, especially compared to the other guys you you mentioned. So, Interesting stuff right there. I um, Let me highlight Noah right quick. And Noah, you're coming back looking at um, your team you added um, one of the Thompson's brothers, Asar Thompson and Gary Trent Jr. Yeah, I got Asar Thompson. I think he'll be the starting kind of small forward in Detroit. He'll still have some playmaking duties, but starting alongside Cade Cunningham, Jalen Duran. I guess I'm going heavy on Detroit guys this year because I got Duran as well. Um, the rest of the starting lineup hasn't been quite figured out yet. It seems like Jaden Ivey is going to come off the bench, but I think Asar Thompson is going to be able to be one of the – or have one of the largest roles among rookies this season. We've already seen how talented he is between summer league and the first few pre or first two preseason games haven't been ideal, but he's still just such a, an incredible talent is going to get a lot of minutes early. So I'm really happy to get him there. And you're on the clock now. Sorry yeah, no, you're all good. I'm actually going to uh, get an IR stash. I'm going to keep Trey Murphy on my IR until probably, I guess for the first month and a half to two months of the season. So when he comes back, He's going to be much better than getting him at 135. So I'm really happy there. Um, just kind of leaving there. T too talented to be going this late. Let me ask you about a piston you didn't grab. Uh, Isaiah Stewart, he goes off the board uh, round 11, uh, pick eight, right before you took Gary Trent Jr. Looks like you would already set at that position. But what do you think of Isaiah Stewart coming into the year? I don't love him uh, for fantasy. I think – it seems like he's going to start at power forward alongside Jalen Duran. I don't know why Detroit keeps trying to forcing keeps forcing these two big lineups. Doesn't seem to really work in the modern NBA, but he has shown the ability to stretch the floor a little bit, which is great, but I don't think he's going to give you a ton of 
rebounds with Jalen Duran there. Kate Cunningham's a good rebounder. Sar Thompson's a good rebounder. And then he's not one for defensive stats. So he's not going to really fit with teams I like to draft. I think he's going to be more valuable for Detroit than he is in fantasy basketball. All right. Uh, good looking out. Let me get the real grande back in here. After that Shaden Sharp pick, you took Denny Ajiba and then you took Jaden Ivey. I think two interesting, very interesting players right there. Let me start by asking you about Denny. He's healthy and ready to go into the year, correct? Yep. Uh, I believe we have some practice. We're back at practice, so he should be good uh, okay. as of the last report. So back the back the, the back was obviously a flare up, but um, uh, we should be healthy, and we know all know Washington's going to be. I mean, it's now or never for Denny, right? For yeah, it's got to be because now he's going to get those minutes and that those opportunities. Yep. Yeah, and, and I mean they drafted Kulabai, um, you know, who's getting a lot of love from his teammates, and you know, it, it's really now or never. But Denny is a guy who uh, provides a lot when he's on the floor in terms of rebounds he's good in the steals department he's decent block shot blocker uh my free throw percentage is going to suck on this team so i you know that wasn't something that i was overly worried about uh the round before you mentioned sharp i wanted Oscar thompson but uh noah took him so shout out shout out to the snipe there um and we just talked about the pistons a lot i like if ivy comes off the bench i like him staggered uh from Cade. Like, I think we'll see a lot of Ivy on the ball uh, with that second unit. So um, if he does eventually come off the bench, which seems to be the case, I saw that Pistons are looking to run a 10 man rotation. Um, and there's been reports on who's in the rotation and who's not, but um, you know, they're definitely deep in the front court and they're less deep in the back court. And I think Ivy in the second unit is, it's going to be great for him. All right. Thanks a lot. Let me get back to, uh, updating the latest picks. Let's go back to round 11. I told you Bobby Porter's Jr. opened up round 11. Then we saw Al Horford go, followed by Emmanuel Quickly and Miles Bridges. Dennis Schroeder went, and then R.J. Barrett. Paul Reed, Isaiah Stewart, Denny Ajiba. And then we get a run on point guards to close round 11 with Gary Trent Jr., Kobe White, who we discussed a lot on the podcast the other day, and then Mike Conley still getting it done out there in Minnesota. Avika Zubak opens up round 12, followed by Derek Lively, Trey Murphy. We mentioned Jaden Ivey. And then you see uh, world champion Aaron Gordon, then Jeremy Shohan, Colin Sexton, Obi Toppin, Christian Wood, Jonathan Isaac goes. And now we see Team One is on the clock, getting ready to make their pick. Jonathan Isaac Jonas is the next player to be uh, added to your team after Al Horford. Jonathan Isaac is so extremely talented, but he also is so 15 games a year. <laughs> yeah, and I'm also preparing for him to play like seven seconds per game for like the first couple of weeks, but he'll still get like three or four blocks in those seven <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I really like him at this price. I mean, this is round 12, round 13. This is yeah. when you're going to take flyers, right? You're yeah. most likely going to drop whoever you pick up here for a hot waiver wire pickup in the preseason or the first couple of games when you see rotation tweaks and stuff like that. So just take lottery tickets, right? And Isaac in this draft range is probably the best lottery ticket out there in just terms of pure upside. I mean, 14 years ago when he was healthy, he was right on that first round border. You know what I mean? Just for the, the blocks, threes, and steals. So very intriguing stat set. I'll take him there all day. Hey, um, our buddy, Dr. A, Steve Alexander Jonas, he took, he took a little beating for, for his Desmond Bain selection earlier. 
Yeah, to be honest with you, it really was the talk of the first part of the draft. You know what I'm saying? Everybody in the draft from whispering, Desmond Bain, Desmond Bain. But but we're but we're a family right here. Sports Tobia Fantasy Fire and Ice. What do you think of the Desmond Bain pick? Now, how high did he go? I didn't see how high he went. I just saw the the controversy. What you call it? How high did he go? Do you remember? Uh, Desmond Bain was the twenty. Uh, he went with the the, the the eighth pick. Excuse me, of round number two. He was the shooting guard to go off to the board right behind Devin Booker and Anthony Edwards. I don't hate that. I mean, I look at round two and round three is basically the same, right? Those players in round two and round three, there's very little separation there. You know Bain's going to play a ton. You know he's going to have a ton of usage early on. Uh, he doesn't have any weaknesses across the board. I don't mind it at all. All right. Well, you got, you're on the clock. You got to make that pick right there. Um, so, um, Noah, I get you back in here right quick. I want you to kind of give up a summary of what you think of your team. What you think is this team going to be one of the six teams that makes the playoffs? Oh, I always think that uh, the teams I draft, at least I would hope that I don't finish a draft and immediately think, man, this is a bad team. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody never really thinks that after the draft. After the draft, your your team always looked like Beyonce. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's not – I didn't go and get all of my guys. I got some of them, especially in the second half of the draft, but I was really just going with best player available early. So I'm not – like I said, I don't need to get Anthony Davis every draft or OG Ananobi or Jalen Brown, but I was really happy to get – Vassell, Duran, Zach Collins, Asar Thompson. Um, I have a couple guys in my queue, so I'm hoping to take a fun pick with this last one. But, yeah, no, I, I really like my team so far. I'd probably give it a B plus. Um, it was punting, assists, and free throws, kind of. Um, not really a hard punt with it, but I think uh, my team kind of fits that build, so it should be strong in seven categories. All right, James, let me get your a, a final breakdown of your team. Do you think – how many categories do you think your team is going to be strong in? How do you like the way it's finished up? You know what I'm saying? Uh, everything but free throws I think I should be strong in. I, I Again, just starting with Giannis, uh, we're punting off the bat. But if, if my team can stay healthy, again, you mentioned Kyrie is my second-round pick with Giannis, my first-round pick. If my team can stay healthy, uh, then I'm, I'm going to be in good shape. Uh, I'm just – you know, free throws are – Thrown, thrown away at this point. All right, and Jonas, let's get back in here and, and, and give a final synopsis of Team Jonas. Yeah, I've, I've already won the league. I feel good about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, with my team, like, it all depends on James Harden, right? If he hits, then I feel good. I'm top four. If he doesn't, then my round three pick is a waste, right? And I lose. Simple as that. It all, it all depends on James Harden. I'm not worried about Wimby. Like Wimby could play 60 games and I still take him in the second round all day. That stat set is just amazing. So very happy with my team. It's a little risky, but that's what you're supposed to do. You want to win, right? Not be a yep. middle of the pack guy. So there you go. All right. Well, we want to thank everybody for joining in and helping us participate in this draft. Shout out to everybody from, you know, whether whatever site you were part of. I want to thank you for joining us on this Sportstopia annual NBA draft, fantasy basketball draft. Shout out to everybody who was able to take some time out and get it done right quick let you know a couple of key things before we get up out of here uh first pick and draft obviously nikola Jokic, joel and b followed by sga tatum and luka Doncic. that's the top five tyrese halliburton Lamelo ball end out the top seven new uh milwaukee buck damian lillard goes with the 10th pick in round one we saw victor webb Mignana go with the second pick in round 11 jonas was talking about jimmy butler he went I mean, excuse me, James Harden, he went with the third pick of round two. Caden Cunningham, everybody's looking for a big year from him this year. He goes at 3-7. The King LeBron James goes at 4-5.
New Boston Celtic, Kristaps Przingis. He is Kristaps Przingis went 5-7. Uh, Anthony Simons, now the man in Portland. Should get a lot more shots. He goes 6-7. We talked about Kyle Kuzma. He goes with the seventh pick in rounds three. John Morant serving a 25-game suspension. He goes with the eighth pick, excuse me, the fifth pick of round eight. Ben Simmons is not going to be suspended for 25 games, but he'll miss more than that. He goes with the sixth pick of round eight. Uh, we mentioned some of the other guys that we saw, uh, some of the rookie players, or saw Thompson. He went at 10-3. Also saw where the Scoot Henderson, new point guard for the Portland Trailblazer, goes at 7-7. Some of the other interested names we've been talking about, Jaden Ivey, he goes at 12-4. And then you see where Jonathan Isaac went at 12-11. The draft, round 13, finishes up with Kevin Looney, Kyle Anderson, Jonathan Kaminga, Rui Hachimura, Amen Thompson, Kevin Herter, Brandon Miller, Kevin Porter Jr., Chris Dunn, Jalen Johnson, Jordan Clarkson. And that is how we end the inaugural draft right here on the Sportstopia YouTube channel. I want to thank everybody for being a part, everybody for participating. Listen, you use this guide as a guide for your up-and-coming fantasy basketball drafts that live right here on the site. Make sure to subscribe, give us a like, and thank all the experts. For everybody who was in the draft, and I got to give a shout-out to Ed Williams and Keith, our producer, it's Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. Play the dramatic Sportstopia music. Mm -hmm.